Hey, Mostly Soccer Podcast listener. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mostly Soccer Podcast. Today is Thursday, May 30th at 8.16 p.m. sharp. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and I am here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? Jimmy Finals. Uh, Jimmy, this is this is not going to be a good episode for us because I I literally don't want to talk. This is, this is, no, this is therapeutic. This is like after the City Tottenham game for me. This is what this needs to be. You just need to let it all out. I don't know if... Let the hate flow through you. If, if you had asked me to do this yesterday, I literally wouldn't have been able to do it because I didn't want to speak. I wanted to do it yesterday, but I literally, I could tell from your text during the game that you were in a bad place, and I said, I don't want to do that to him. Yeah. I, I couldn't even respond to the text messages. I was devastated by the events that occurred in Baku. Yeah. Uh, we, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get there. Uh, <laughs> I don't. You make grunting noises. Uh, you're just going to hear that in the background this entire episode. But before we get into the uh, the Arsenal-Chelsea final, the only one that really mattered, Jimmy, um, let's talk about the Revs game that we went to over the weekend because yes. we were given some great seats and a great experience by our friend Matt Butler. Shout out. Uh, who also had a great game at soccer today? Went yeah, went uh, beast mode today. He he, he could have he should have signed for the Revs. I know after he, watching the Revs <laughs> on Saturday and then watching uh, him today, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He he might be in the squad next week. Um, Definitely on the bench at least amongst yeah. the subs. <laughs> but we got some some sweet seats, uh, and we got to go pitch side. We got food catered to us in the room. We were living like Larry. Yeah. We were big shots. Life of luxury. Yeah. And Undeservingly so. <laughs> it's true. We saw Wayne Rooney almost die. We did. From, <laughs> we uh, got body teamed. Rev's goalkeeper, Matt <laughs> Turner. He came out like a bat out of hell and uh, almost killed Wayne Rooney. Wayne, Lo- Wayne Rooney later said that it was like being in a car crash. <laughs> it was brutal. A straight red card. He, he Wayne would get the last laugh, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, the game did end in a tie. Yes. 1-1 draw, Wayne Rooney penalty mm-hmm. uh, after Juan Aguadello goal for the Revs. Nice yeah. goal. Juan Aguadello is good. Yeah, I know. We've seen now. We've seen him twice in the last, like, few weeks. I know. Impressed. The only player on the Revs other than uh, the American Ter Sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Proper, Proper. or Copper? He's Proper, the, the, third, the third string goalkeeper. Yeah. He, he really showed up against Chelsea that game. Um, Arsenal should have brought him in. We would have fucking won. Um, but we also met a Revs player who yes. we had no idea who this man was. <laughs> Ga- Gabriel Gabriel Somi. Somi, our boy from Syria. I don't I don't know what to make of this guy. I felt bad. He'd uh, asked he us. Shamed when we us. Took a he shamed us. He fan shamed us. He was like, "Oh, you guys go to a lot of games," and you're like, "Uh, nah. I don't know, man. It's my own business. <laughs> We're here in a suite. My own fucking business." <laughs> Do you play a lot? Because I've never seen your face. And we turns out no. Yeah. He is what was he deemed the most expensive bench warmer in MLS or something like uh, that. Classic. So uh, classic that's, uh, that's who we hang out with. Yeah. That's who we roll with on the mostly soccer show. But the atmosphere at that game is pretty similar to the one in Baku yesterday. Yeah, I would say it was better. The yeah, Revs it actually game. might have been. There was probably under ten thousand people at the Revs game, and uh, the game was more exciting than 
the Europa League final in terms of fan experience. Yeah. I mean, if we thought that they did a bad job just picking the country, um, let's look at the stadium, right? The giant track that surrounds it. The fans were light years away. Mm -hmm. Uh, The camera. And fans I use very lightly. It was more just like crowd. It was just a crowd of people. I, I don't know how many people genuinely cared about that game. Yeah. And um, the camera angle for the TV, we were watching from outer space. Yeah, it was rough. And Everything was rough about this game. And not to mention that it was on uh, TNT with the Bleacher Report crew. That is the most ragtag crew of guys that you could ever put together. It's just absolutely yeah, ridiculous. I don't, I don't want to rip other Stu people. Stu Holden's fine. Stu is good. I like Stu. But when I watched that, I say, you know what? We could be on we could, fucking we could TV. Really be, we should be on These TNT. These guys stink. And you know what? We're not ones to talk because I listen to this podcast and I say, oh my God, Jimmy, we stink. But I feel, how are you on TV? Yeah, I feel much better about ourselves after watching their show. We should That's be making millions. We should be making millions. Steve Nash is a better commentator than those guys. Steve Nash wasn't a part of this yesterday. but Steve, well, Not commentator. Do you remember when he did the game? Yeah, he had, it was one of the worst oh my things I've ever when, seen. When he does the Tottenham games, it's just it was, like, it's bad. You really can't it's allow that. It'd be yeah. like me doing the Arsenal yeah. games. It's except bad. I would be on the other end. I'd be in a bombing, misses the net again, <laughs> wide open net, misses it again. Um, so Jimmy, should we get into it? I guess we have to get into it. I mean, so let's set the stage for this game. Um, Chelsea come to this game having already qualified for the Champions League, finishing the top four. Arsenal needing a win to qualify for the Champions League. Chelsea with a lot going on. Eden Hazard looks like he's on the move. Mauricio Sarri looks like he may be on the move. A lot of moving pieces. But that being said, this was a good chance for Hazard to have a chance to go out on top. Well, as on top as the Europa League can be. And sorry to get his first trophy as a manager. Um, but that being said, we had the king of the Europa League. Mm. <laughs> Unai Emery, the man who lives. He lives for Europa League glory. Oh, the um, last three finals he's been in, he's won. Yeah. Uh, well, fourth time was not the charm. Yeah. And he, I, I, I want to just turn it over to you, Michael. Do you want me to give the breakdown of the game? Or you just Let's just throw you into it first. You can give the breakdown of the game if right. you'd like to. Well, because I, let's start from the top. Yeah. Um, let's start with the Arsenal lineup. I'm not sure if you have it up, but I can probably remember it off the top of my head because uh, I was excited for this lineup, Jimmy. This was a decent lineup. We had Aubameyang and Lacazette start together. We had Mesut Ozil in behind them. We that had, was the mistake right there. Uh, we had Torreya and Xhaka. And then no Mustafi in the back line. We had Socrates, Koscielny, uh, Kolasinac, Nacho Monreal, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles. And Peter Cech started over Leno, which was the right thing to do. Um, you start the goalie the entire tournament. You don't take him out in the final. Um, I think that's that's the debatable, right but debatable. I know. And didn't but didn't they is, put in Ederson? Yeah, yeah, exactly. City, in City the cup did final. do that. But there is also a difference between Arthur Murich, a 21-year-old goalkeeper, and Petr Cech, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, most esteemed. Man has a trophy cabinet as big as my basement. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to go against him. Yep. So, um, let's just dissect the lineup a little bit because I thought this is a decent lineup. Um, I was worried about Mesut Ozil starting because Mesut Ozil doesn't show up anymore. He decides that yeah. he's just going to float around the field. And I thought he had a great first half. I thought he was very good the first half. I didn't have any issue with how he played. 
I thought Ainsley Maitland-Niles was great in the first half. Um, Arsenal really dominated. They had a lot of chances. Kolasinac, if the guy could send in one fucking cross, we would have been up. And uh, we had a questionable no call from VAR and the referee. Uh, I mean, I would have been furious if that was ever called against yeah, Arsenal. Oh, but the fact that it wasn't reviewed, yeah. it's just like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if that's not something that gets reviewed, what does? That's that's a valid point. And I do want to talk about Ozo, but we'll, I'll save it for when we get to the second half. Because I thought the first half was a bit of a slog. It, it was. Really, not much going on. Like we said, the atmosphere was non-existent. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, game really not much going on. But that changed dramatically in the second half. And almost immediately. Yeah. Four minutes into the second half, the old... Your old friend, Olivier Giroud, does what he does, scores with his head. fucking had to be Giroud. And it was a great goal, so credit to Giroud. But oh my god, Giroud is excellent in this game too. Giroud's a good player. I know, we both like Giroud, we've we've spoke pretty highly of him, but he was very good in this game. He was, he only plays good against bad teams, Um, and Arsenal is very bad. Their their defense is just fucking abysmal, Koscielny can't play. Socrates was, I mean, he was decent. Um, Nacho Monreal. Like I love Nacho Monreal. I think he's just—he's not a center back. He is yeah. past it. We're we're just so desperate at this point because mm-hmm. you can't start Mustafi. Mustafi. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if he would have been good in this game. Yeah. He would have. It would have been nice to have a scapegoat in the back line like that. Um, and unfortunately, I think the scapegoat for the second half of this game, even though he was excellent for the first half and for large parts of this game, was in Ainsley Maitland Niles. He really let me down um, in the second half. I agree with you, but I think the issue stems from Mesut Ozil. Ozil. I think that's where it starts. was tasked with basically putting the pressure on Jorginho and not allowing him to basically orchestrate the uh, the attack for Chelsea. Yeah. And in the first half, I think he did a good job of that. He pressed him, didn't let him have time, which is what you have to do with Jorginho. I think we've learned this season. If you press him and deny him the ball, you can pretty much shut down Chelsea's attack. It was almost like the the immediate second half, it was like Ozil was just not up for it anymore. And as Chelsea scored, it was just he completely abandoned the idea of playing that role. And he, I mean, we know how I feel about Ozil. I've never really been a fan of his. I just think he, like I said, he's a luxury player. If you have an incredible team, he he fits and can make things happen. But if you require him to be the incredibleness, you're He's just not, not going to get it from him. And he, I think he really let the team down. And I think his inability to do what he did in the first half and the second half is what really just put Arsenal a real disadvantage. And Maitland-Niles as well, specifically for the second goal, yeah. just kind of doing my move of just holding the ball too long, trying to take everyone on, loses it. And just Chelsea were clinical though. I think they we were. need to give credit to Chelsea for that. Every time they had a chance, they took it, mm-hmm. and Hazard was on top form this game. Um, like you said, I think he will be leaving. He basically said, I said think it's it. goodbye. Yeah. Um, so I think this was a great way for him to go out. Yeah, fuck Hazard. I'm, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy he got the send-off <laughs> that he wanted. Peter Cech didn't get his send-off. <laughs> well, actually, he won Chelsea a title. Um, so I was going to say, the only questionable thing is, is he not going to Chelsea in like some executive role next season? I don't know. I, I believe I he is. <laughs> it was just kind of weird. He's playing against them in a final. Yeah. Um, I mean, Czech, Czech had a 
Not to question his game. profession, <laughs> yeah, professionalism no, no, no. or anything. I'm just making the joke. And about... he he did have a decent game. I mean, yeah, he made he a, a save in the beginning of the second half to deny Giroux. And I, I don't think you can fault check for anything no. that happened in this game. Um, but yeah, Mesut Ozil. L- let's, let's talk about this because I'm, I'm done. I'm out on Mesut Ozil completely. Uh, I don't know if I started this year um, still on board with Mesut Ozil. I think you were. Uh, I was slightly I off remember the train a little you bit. You were off the train, and then he had that one game. I can't remember who Might it was against. Might have been against. like the first one. It was when he first came back into the lineup, and I think he had maybe two assists yeah. and a goal in the game, and you were back on the train. Yeah. And then the wheels came off rather quickly again. Yeah, and I think um, when Arsenal went on that big win streak in the middle of the season, they weren't playing Ozil a lot. And uh, I, I really think he might be a common denominator of what's wrong with this team. He's just so lethargic, um, and when they were down, three goals, and he comes off the field, and he fucking walks off the field. I wanted to strangle him. <laughs> what kind of player does that? Lucas Torreira is on the bench, going to the bench. He's crying. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see, and then Mezzarosa walks off with his miserable fucking face, and, and he, I don't understand it. Um, I think a better lineup would have been Alex Awobi and Gwenduzi in there. I don't know, either one. Because when Alex Wobie came on, he was a spark plug. Scored I, an incredible goal. He did. And, I mean, it's a shame that that doesn't even matter at all. Like, I I was pissed when he scored that goal. Because I said, this is the perfect goal to inspire a comeback, and this team's not going to do it. And sure enough, they give up a goal minutes later. Yeah. It, it's just, there's something deeply wrong with this team. It's deep-seated in them, and they just can't win when they really have to. All right, that's what I want to get into. I don't know if there's something deep-seated wrong with this team. I think it just comes down to something we've we've talked about before. We've kind of disagreed on it. I think when you look at the team, they're just not that good. I agree with that. I think that's what it, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just generally like when I look at these two teams, Chelsea are better in almost every position outside of striker. Chelsea are better pretty much in every single position. Yeah. And not to mention And Chelsea strikers. are not that incredible. No, they are. But they're better in every position. Yeah. And, I mean, our strikers, the, the two star players of our team, Lacazette and Aubameyang, they didn't even fucking show up for the game. They yeah. literally did not even show up. And I'm beyond disappointed with the both of them. And Aubameyang uh, misses open net again uh, in the second half. I mean, sure, we were down 4-1 at that point, but he missed an open net. Lacazette missed an open net. And I think uh, either Aubameyang or Lacazette missed another open net, basically, at the end of the game. I mean, these guys are just... They're not clinical enough. They're, both of those guys, especially Aubameyang, should not even be considered in the bracket of Sergio Aguero, Harry Kane, guys like that who just score. Because Aubameyang needs 100 fucking chances to do it. The only time I've seen him score a clinical goal is against Tottenham in the, <laughs> in early in the season yeah. when they won that game yeah. 4-2. That was the only time where I said, wow, this guy really has something special. And then there was um, a few times in the Europa League. I think it was the last game we played against Valencia. But it's just so rare. He's an interesting player because this is kind of what they had said at Dortmund when they were trying to basically offload him. They made it pretty clear that they wanted to move him on. And they were like, it doesn't make sense. He's, you know, led the league in goal or was second in the league in goals to Lewandowski. But they wanted to move him on because I think the thing is he scores goals, but he does take, he needs a lot of chances. Now, that being said, he gets himself in position. He does. To get those chances. But he is not a clinical finisher. No. It's so disappointing. And especially for Lacazette, they just, neither one of them had a lot of touches on the ball. 
and you can't fault strikers for that all the time. But I think Lacazette, who usually is more involved, dropping mm-hmm. deeper into the middle of the field, I was disappointed that he never did that this game. Yeah. And um, the times that we did send Aubameyang down the wing and he was able to use his pace on David Luiz or Espelicueta, I mean, we we got forward and they just refused to do it. I, I just don't know what happened with this game. And we got a question concerning our strikers in Mesut Ozil from our friend Corey Andres. I hope I said that right. And he said, if we can't offload Ozil this summer would you consider getting rid of one of our main scoring outlets Aubameyang or Lacazette to generate funds for this transfer window I know it's an awful thing to think but just curious your thoughts on the matter do you know where I am right now Jimmy I know what you're and it's doing. not because I'm mad no. it it's not because it I'm, you're no mad. it's not this is genuine I would sell both of them if the price was right I would sell both of them I looked up Aubameyang's transfer value mm-hmm. on that transfer market website yes. it said 75 million if anyone came you, and paid $75 million for a bombing, you send I'll, him out. I'll, 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 I'll fucking take the flight with him. I'll cut you off. You never get $75 million for no. him due to if his age. If you get 60 I, I don't think I think you'd look more like 40 probably for him. 40 is too low. I That's think. what you'd get, though, because I think what did Arsenal pay? About 55 I think they paid close two to years 70 ago? They paid 60 I think, or close to 70 uh, I just don't think with his age and... He signed until 2021, though. I did see that too. Uh, I I just here's the thing. I think it's, you're a little clouded by your anger with that, um, because this comes back to the question we had about do you sell Pogba? Because at the end of the day, when you look at the Arsenal lineup, if you were to say who are the players on this team that other top teams would want, I'll tell you right Obamian now. Aubameyang and Lacazette are the only two players I think. That's all the only no, two I could think of. Jaka. No. Jaka could play for a lot of teams. I know Which, I've shit on Granite Jaka for no, many but, years, but he could play for a lot of teams. Which top team, though, looks at Granite Jaka and says, I want Granite Jaka? I can't think of many. I think we mentioned Manchester City would see him as a, a future replacement for Fernandinho. But I, I just don't know if... I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't I mean, know if I agree He's no Fernandinho, but I think but he gets Fernandinho's into a lot a of very, teams in the Premier League. There's not many Fernandinhos. I mean, I think he's, he's, a, rare he's, breed. A, he's a player similar to Jordan Henderson, if we want to talk about yeah. Liverpool. He's in that mold. Sure, he's not a hustler like Jordan. That, but that's the thing. It's I don't know. I just find and, it. And I think Lucas Torreira. I think Lucas Torreira can get into a lot of teams. He might not start for the top teams, but I think he's right on the fringe of being Maybe. at that level. I, I, I do like Torreira. I feel like he his second half of the season was pretty disappointing. It was. Um, but I'll, even if I give you them, that's not a long list. It's four. It's four. It's four people. It's um, I don't think Leno's a bad goalkeeper i think he's a pretty good goalkeeper i do too but i think most top teams have at least someone as good as him to the point where they wouldn't look at him as an upgrade so i don't think he's on the list none of the defenders are on the list at oh, all God, maybe no. bellerin maybe I, yeah. maybe a healthy bellerin i think there's a I lot of teams that. that would look at the, him but again we don't we need to see him come back from the injury rob now. Holding. you know if we had bellerin and rob holding we'd have a different season that's <laughs> not a joke i like i love those two guys probably two of my favorite players on that team but that that's legitimate. But you you see my my concern. I do, now. and I fully understand it. If you don't spend the money, you don't have well, the players. That's and this is the thing. So Arsenal once again, I believe the uh, it was either KPMG or Deloitte. They came out with their you know most valuable clubs in the world. I think want to say Arsenal were between the eight to ten yeah, range. They were they were in the top ten again. Explain to me why they don't spend money. Because their owner 
is a piece of shit and he's concerned with his Los Angeles Rams, um, who's <laughs> another loser in the finals. To Todd Gurley. Yeah, I know. We need to give more money to Trent Richardson 2.0. Um, but I think it, it starts at the top. And I mean, Manchester City have owners who spend money. Liverpool have owners that spend money. Those are teams that win. I mean, there's a Chelsea. pretty simple model for teams that are winning and teams that are not winning. Mm-hmm. So teams that spend money are more successful than teams that don't. And uh, another thing Except that I, Tottenham. Yeah, that's With true. The they're, they're an enigma. <laughs> and, um, I mean, they're a product of just a, a lot manager. of different things. They're a product of a great manager. Yeah, great development, great manager. And players being together for a long period of exactly. time and growing. And I think that's going to be important to Arsenal. A lot of people are Emery out, um, which I think is ridiculous. And I, I only see maybe one out of ten Arsenal tweets that people who don't like Emery. But it he needs time. He's a very good manager, I think. Yeah. Um, but the thing I wanted to mention was, before I went off on that rant, was that Stan Kroenke not at the game. None of the owners were at the game, apparently. I, I... And Stan Kroenke's son was there or something like that. One of his offsprings. <laughs> I don't have an issue with that. But again, that comes from someone with a club whose owner has been to one game in 10 years. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I mean, when you win, it doesn't matter. But when you lose and you need to hold someone accountable, you say, all right, well, where are the people that are running this club? You want better for the club? You want to promise all these things to us? A great transfer market strategy. Yeah. And, and we have nothing. Yeah. We come out of the season with nothing. And with the fear of turning this into mostly Arsenal, my well, my question is... This is what it is right now. My question is, because I, I wonder this, and I fear this for your safety and uh, sanity. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like Arsenal are like the, the new version of Man United in a sense of the Man United decline of... I don't see how they get out of this. I feel like it's almost going to get worse before it gets any better. Because see, I don't know about I, that. The only difference is United will actually throw money at their problems, where Arsenal seem to be afraid to do that. Like, I look at this team, and I say, they have. I don't see any world where they finish above City, Liverpool, Spurs, or Chelsea next year. See, and I, I don't do. think they finish above United or Wolves at this point. I think Arsenal drop out of the top. I, I could see them realistically. Now, Wolves is up pushing it. But Wolves, Everton, and Leicester, I could honestly see any or all three of them finishing ahead of Arsenal. That's how concerned mm. I am about this team. I think Emery is going to fix this team. And I think it's not it's not a one-year project. And right, we were probably spoiled being so close to the top four race this year and being in the Europa League I, final. Yeah, I think that was more of a a product of how disastrous Chelsea, Tottenham, and United finished the season. But, I mean, do you think that's going to continue? I mean, well, Tottenham... Well, to- the thing is this. I think Tottenham are the third best squad by far in England. See, but if you look at the team and go through the lineup, you wouldn't say that. But the I, way they play with no, their but manager... No, I, I do. I, I rate a lot of the Tottenham players. I know we, we've disagreed on this before. I rate them. I rate the Chelsea is a tough one mm-hmm. uh, because they are losing Hazard. They probably will not be able to bring, bring people in. But at the end of the day, Chelsea just have... They have players who have won before. Yeah. And at the end, that makes a difference like we saw in it this does. game. Um. United, I have no clue what that team's even going to look like next year. United are, are an interesting one yeah, because they're, if they are, they're rumored to be looking to offload Lukaku. Mm-hmm. And if yeah, that happens, Inter Milan. If that happens, you think they bring in Griezmann? Well, or, I, I I still think Gareth Bale 
it will be a Manchester United player. It's so dumb, though. I think it's so I, dumb. I, I don't think it's a good move for... I think it's almost like Alexis 2.0 in a way. But Bale, maybe in a sense, he'll have something to prove. Because I almost feel like... I, I rate Bale as a player. And yeah. I think at this point, for him, it may be kind of like the kick up the backside to be like, this is my chance to show people who I am again. Because mm. I, I think that's like... It makes so much sense for... It makes sense for all parties in a way. Yeah. I think it gives Bale a chance to kind of redeem himself. Madrid need to just offload him. Mm-hmm. And United may be able to get him relatively cheap. I mean, like I said, it may be Pogba. They may get money and Bale for Pogba. Like, that that may actually happen. Yeah. And they almost offload their problem in the process. Mm. So, I, I just, I'm worried about also because I look at them and I say, realistically, this team... Like I said, I don't see that much talent. I think it's a talented team, but if you tell me if Wolves don't lose anyone and they add people, and the same with Everton, if they can keep their team together, I think that there's not a big gap between Arsenal and them is the only thing I'm saying. And I know that's tough to say to you, and I don't want to depress you, but like I just don't look at Arsenal the way... like I can't see them competing with Liverpool City but, next season in any way. Like, all right, but let's but let's stop and look at what happened at the end of this season. Arsenal had top four in their hands mm-hmm. and they completely blew mm-hmm. it. Right? Yep. Chelsea Chelsea are a very odd team where they made the the League Cup final. Yeah. They made the Europa League final. And then in the league they finished third. But realistically, they had such an up and down season. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting hit with a transfer ban. Now they're losing their best if, player. And they may lose their manager, which I actually think it would be they, insanity. I think they would they would benefit a lot from keeping sorry. I think you're starting to see Kind of what his system can do. I I, I, I think mean, are you, a decent or did you manager. just play a bad Arsenal? No, team? but I mean, but there's been games when they've looked like in the the League Cup final against City, Chelsea arguably were the better team. They played genuinely had more chances near the end and yeah. extra time to win that game. I mean, let's not let's not downplay the fact that Chelsea have extremely good players. Very that's experienced my point. Players. I'm saying this, they're not that. a they're not and like Tottenham again have. If Tottenham keep their main players, yeah, they're a better they're a better team. So in United and Arsenal, I don't know with either of them what they are. Those are two teams, and historically, these are up there with Liverpool as the the greatest teams in England. And I look at them both and say, what is going on with these well, two teams? I've said this before, and I think that Chelsea are going to be struggling next season because they. Like I said, they're losing Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard is such a huge part of mm-hmm. whether this team is good or bad. I mean, he turned the game on the head, yeah. on its head yesterday, yeah. Yeah. and he he was the creative factor that they needed. And I I will say with confidence that he was the reason why they won. I think that along with um, some solid defending from Dave and uh, I, I, and Dave I think again, Giroud Dave deserves Luis. a lot of credit. Giroud as well. does. I, thought, I really thought he was. This was the we've said it before. This was the France Giroud. This is what he does for France. <laughs> but Eden Hazard was driving at people. Oh yeah, he I mean was he's making the fancy. He, he's a, he is a world class player. They are losing a world class player, and there's not that many players I truly rate as world class, and, and he is one of them. You can't replace him because yeah. you have a transfer ban, I mean, so it's not happening. Yeah. And they're not bringing anyone else mm-hmm. in. They have Christian Pulisic, which is great because he's American. I'm very happy for him. I don't think Christian Pulisic like, is even on the same planet. I'll say planet. this, though. I feel like he's being, Pulisic's getting a harsh thing because of the fact that they're losing Hazard, and people are saying, I think Pulisic is comparable to the Hazard that Chelsea bought. No way. No, to the player they bought. No when they way. first bought Eden Hazard, no. That this is the thing. If you look at them, if you look at the Hazard they bought when he was like 21 years old from France, mm-hmm. 
they are similar players. Eden Hazard was a player who was very quick and dribbly, but did not have a very, like, an exceptional finished product. Almost kind of like a young Raheem Sterling type mm-hmm. of player. I think Pulisic is a comparable player to that. I'm not saying he's as good as that, and I'm not, he is nowhere near the player Hazard is now. But again, he is a 21-year-old player. Hazard is, what, 28? Yeah. This is a big like gap. Um, I'm just saying, I think he's getting a little harsh, like unfairly judged for that. He's not being brought there to replace Eden Hazard. He's no. being brought there to replace Willian and Pedro, more likely, which I think is something he actually can do. Yeah, I think if you're talking Willian and And Pedro, I think that's maybe. more what they're looking at him. I don't think they're looking at him to be the next Hazard. I think it's being unfairly done that way because of the transfer ban, and he may be the only person they're bringing in. Mm-hmm. So, but I, mean, I just want to say that. I, I watched Pulisic play. I watched him play the last month or so for Dortmund when he's finally been back healthy. And he's he, an excellent player. He's been Dortmund's best player over the last couple few yeah. games. So, I mean, the, he does have a lot of talent. I, I think the Premier League is a different beast than the German League, though. We'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I don't. I, I think it's a good step for Pulisic. I think it's a good chance for him to prove himself. He may yeah. fall flat on his face, but I, 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 I'm I glad he's trying. I don't think he will. And I, I hope that he doesn't. But like I said, I don't see Chelsea as being uh, in the same place in the table that they were this year. I think they're certainly going to fall out of the top four. See, I, I just I don't, don't see it. I they're not going to be able to bring in the players that they need. And the players that they have now, they're aging. Sure, they're very good players. But and if they lose Conte, which is a, it's a rumor, yeah. but it's far-fetched, I think, uh, they'll, well, be, they'll be devastated. Would, my question is, who takes their spot? Arsenal. Yes, they do. Because listen, if you I'm can sorry, bring in, I just don't think Arsenal are good. I genuinely don't in, think Arsenal are good. If I, you can bring in issue. two defenders, yes, a left back and a center back, mm-hmm. then this team is transformed. If you bring in a defender on the level of, I don't know who's realistic, Jimmy. Maybe maybe someone slightly better than John Stones. Like, how crazy would it be for them to get someone better than John Stones? I think it's not we, that crazy, I, right? I, I do think it is in a way. No. I, I think John Stone is a far superior defender to anyone on Arsenal. I agree with that. He walks into that team. Of course he does. But I'm saying <laughs> you can go out and... Like, I would say, like, I'll go, here's an example. Someone who's not as good as John Stones. Odomendi... Odomendi stinks. Walk into Arsenal and be far and away oh, the best defender. But Odomendi's not a good And he's defender. not that good. No. That's my point. But Odomendi succeeds because he plays for Manchester City. <laughs> sure. I, I, think I mean, he may find his way to Atletico Madrid of all places somehow. Yeah. I think that's just because he's got a bit of that mean streak. I think that's why they like him. I, I don't know who Arsenal are going to bring in. They've been rumored to bring in uh, Manolas. From Roma. That's pretty good. He's a pretty good player. He's right. Quick. You bring in someone like that and you get someone at left back. I, I don't know. Just Chilwell. Chilwell, for example. It's not going to happen. But for example, you don't think that transforms this team with Rob holding back at center back and Hector Bellerin out on the right? I don't think it may. I don't know if that's enough to bring them and, to the top four. And they're rumored to be in for Zayich, which actually seems like something that legitimately That might I can happen. agree with. Because. This again, and now we're really going. Or and Arsenal. we bring back Reese Nelson. My maybe that my issue with Arsenal. And I've said this forever. There's no wingers. There's no creativity in this team. Your most creative player is Mesut Ozil, and he <laughs> is a he's just he just doesn't have it anymore. No. He needs to be moved on. Your best midfielder is leaving. You're losing your best midfielder yeah. for nothing. You mm-hmm. let it like you know what I mean. Ramsey is going to Juventus for nothing. Terrible business. Um, it's just. I don't know. I, I that's the thing, and I don't. It's not me just trying to pick on no, you. No, I know that. I just generally look at Arsenal and I say, I don't think that they can make the top four next year. I think 
But you would have looked at the team and said the same thing this year, too. And they didn't. But they really should have. <laughs> they really should have. It was in their hands, and they blew it. But again, they didn't. Yeah. And I almost feel like they were. They went on that run. That really great run is the only reason they were here, is that one run which they had in, what, the middle of the season, yeah. beginning, the early part of the season. And I don't know how I feel about Emery either. I don't... I, he, See, that's not... I don't... No, I don't think he's... Here's the thing. I'm not saying they should get rid of him. Yeah. But I look at Emery and I don't think he's a top-class manager. I think he is a... a fifth place is kind of about where he is. He's a Europa League-level manager. That's what I think he is. That's 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 my thing, and I question the main thing. I think their best shot may be they should hope that Tottenham win, which I know is hard to say to Arsenal fans, because if I think if Tottenham win, I could see Pochettino getting that Juventus job or getting hmm. the Milan job or getting like or yeah. finding his way to United. I think if he wins the Champions League, he walks away from Tottenham and basically says, "I did what I came here to do. I'm going to leave." And that's if he leaves. You may see some players decline. leave. You may see players leave because you may. I don't think Harry Kane would ever leave, especially if he wins the Champions League. Yeah. But I could see Ericsson leaving. I could see Deli Ali maybe in. moving on. I think Toby Alderweireld is moving on. Yeah, that's what I meant. Not uh, you know what I mean? Like I could see if he leaves, I would not be surprised if you saw Tottenham kind of not fall apart but decline. Yeah. So and maybe that's how you sneak in. If Chelsea and Tottenham are both teetering, maybe one of them falls out. I mean, you, you got to think United's going to be bad again, though. And that's the thing I was going to say. Is, and United is going to spend. Whatever they do, they're, they're going spend. to spend money. And money doesn't solve all your problems. I think United has shown that. If you spend money poorly, it doesn't solve your issues. But if you buy players like Bale yeah. or Griezmann... It, they could fix your problems. Or a Koulibaly. Yeah. No matter how many problems you have, at some point, those players get you results. Yeah. But I, I also think that if Arsenal have another summer like they did last year where you get a player like Lucas Torreira, Leno, mm-hmm. um, Guendouzi, you can fix a lot of problems yep. in your team now. And we saw them do that mm-hmm. this year because they weren't good last year. Yep. And um, they played better this year. Yep. Uh, my chief complaint with Arsenal this year is that every game that they've played, they played one half. They would never played a complete yep. game. And that's extremely disappointing. When they went on that great run, they only played in the second half. In the beginning and towards the end of the season, they only played the first half mm-hmm. and they would blow it in the second. I think Emery is promising. I don't think he's the best manager in the world. I don't think Arsenal have played the most attractive style in the world. I don't think they've been boring by no, any means. I, I mean, I think Emery plays a decent style. I just question his, as I said, I think he's a solid manager. I don't think he's a manager that wins you much of anything. I mean, but but again, how much hopefully. how much goes <laughs> back? How much goes back to the players, right? Oh, you yeah. Have, if I don't Kolasinac, blame him for this. If Kolasinac could send in mm-hmm. one out of ten good crosses, mm-hmm. I think Arsenal win the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they maybe have a lot yeah. more points on the season because he fucking stinks. The, I think the last thing we'll say, and I think we need to move on, is just they need to spend some money this summer and spend Fix it effectively. Your problems. And I think if you do Emery not, is a good person yes, for that. If you do not spend money, you can no longer be successful. Yep, and you are you you literally one of the top ten most valuable clubs in the world. Stop acting like you can't afford to spend the money. Yeah. Your stadium was built what ten years ago now. That's mm-hmm. no longer an excuse. Spend some damn money. You spent it on Obama Yang. You spent maybe you know what? Don't buy seventy million dollar players. Buy two thirty million dollar players, or do or spend the seventy million and spend another thirty. Yeah, you need to buy players. 
um, no, I don't think anybody's looking at them to go spend 150 million on a player. I don't think anybody's saying they need to go buy Mbappe, like, <laughs> Mbappe or Jao Felix or Leroy yeah. Sané or like the players who are probably possibly moving for high fees. I don't think anybody's looking at that. But I think that it's reasonable to say, like why are we not in on these players? Why did they not make a push for Thorgan Hazard Julian or Brandt. Julian Brand? Julian Brand is. Oh, I, I, I don't so understand sad. that. Um, those are the things that I question. Yeah, and I like I said, I think Emery has already shown that he can bring in good players for a fair price, and I think he's going to do that again. Um, I think the last thing that I will say on this game is that. I was extremely disappointed, clearly. Um, I really thought that they were going to do it. The way that they had been playing in the Europa League, they had shown so much fight. They had just been special. It seemed like they were on the track to do it, and they really just blew it. And they looked like they didn't want to be there. They were nervous. Um, It comes down to the players. I don't think we can blame Emery. The season overall, I mean, what can you say? You walk away with nothing. Um... I'll still say that I enjoyed the season. I think it had a lot of ups. It was a great fun to be on that winning run. We've had some good times going down to the Arsenal bar. Um, but other than that, I don't think we we can take so much positive from this season. It's a depressing time to be an Arsenal fan. And I think that things will get better, so I'm not completely devastated. But we need to spend money. We need to make changes. Things need to happen for this club to be in the top four, be back in the Champions League, and be back in the place where Arsenal Football Club should be. Okay. Now it's time we move on to the big final. <sighs> the Champions League final. If you don't play on Thursdays, I don't want to talk. <laughs> the most important game of the season for Liverpool and Tottenham Hotspur. Champions League final in Madrid. 3 p.m. on Saturday. Michael, hmm. I don't want to know your score prediction, yep. but I want to know, my main question is, if you were Mauricio Pochettino, do you start <laughs> Sir Harry of Kane? Do you start him? I don't think you do. I completely agree with you. I don't think you start him, or but I think if, up... if things start to go south, then you bring him in. Yep. You don't want to end up with the 2014 Atletico Madrid Diego Costa. Where you start the injured player, and eight minutes into the yeah. game, you're pulling him off. Because you burn a sub, and mm-hmm. you just demoralize the team. Yep. I think you don't start him. I think you go with the front two of Son and Lucas, and you see where that gets you. Because so far, it's got you to the Champions League final. Yeah. So I think you trust it. You roll with it. If you need Kane at the end, you bring him in. Harry Kane's going to get in this game one way or another. I, that's the thing. I think he, if he is on the bench, he will get on that field at some point. 100%. Whether they're down or up, yeah. he will be on that field. Deservedly so. Yes. Um, he is Mr. Tottenham no, I don't think it would mean more to any player on the field than it would mean to him yeah. to bring the Champions League to Tottenham. Yeah. I think we're going to see a very interesting game. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I, I don't know if you feel the same way. I don't... See, I, I, I almost feel like it may be. I could see a 3-2 game or something just because of the mm. fact that I think both these teams are just going to go for it because I don't think either one of them are built to be a bunkering team, really. Yeah. Um. I mean, Liverpool's whole game plan is built around their really their wing their their fullbacks are so much a part of their attack. Um. They're not they're no slobs slobs defensively. I mean, Robertson and TAA are both good defensive players, but yeah. going forwards where they really shine. Yeah. And kind of the same with Tottenham, with Trippier, with Rose. 
That's kind of what they do. Um, so I, I'm just, I mean, I'm very excited for this game in many ways. Very depressed in a way too, because I, uh, I can't live. I can't see Liverpool lift this title. Um, I, I've said it before. I think Liverpool fans on Twitter, not Liverpool. I think <laughs> Liverpool fans are great fans. They love their club. But they are the some of the most annoying, rude, obnoxious people on Twitter I've ever seen. Uh, that's I won't I disagree say. with you there. And you see it a lot if you're a City fan. Um, I, 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 it's it's weird how <laughs> when two teams are good for the same period, yep. you just deal with that. But God, are they are they rough? Um, so I don't want to see them succeed. I want to see Tottenham win. But do you I think Tottenham think have a shot. I do think they have a shot. I think a lot of people are writing Tottenham off and saying Liverpool. I've seen so many things of like. Literally, because uh, Klopp made the comment, which well, he was right, and it, they asked him, you know, Pep said the league is uh, tough, tougher to win. And he's like, well, he has to say that he hasn't been to the final in a long time. Yeah. And then he then said, and I think he's one of the best managers in the world, and, you know, they beat us and all that, which doesn't get included by the media, yeah, of which course. of course. But at the end, and then Liverpool fans, like, retweeting it, being like, oh, you know, the biggest burn and stuff. And then all the City fans are going, you know, Klopp, no trophies. Five <laughs> years and Liverpool, no trophies. <laughs> And they're Classic. like, oh, he's about to win the Champions League. And that's the thing is that the the entitlement of we're yeah. going to win has kind of driven me crazy. Um, but I don't know who's going to win this game. I Obviously, Liverpool is the superior team. I think that's clear. You know, this is, this is interesting because it's two teams, one in Tottenham that have no silverware, and that's the big jab against them. And um, I'm not sure if they've ever been to a Champions League final or they have, any or, real yeah. big European final like this. Um, and this is their chance to get the biggest one possible mm-hmm. and probably their first try in a European final. And I'm sorry if I'm wrong. And then there's Liverpool. At least first in a long time, yeah. if not. And there's Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp, who also hasn't won in a final. Yeah. Lost in the Europa League final. By the way, Arsenal going on that same trajectory. Soon we'll be in the Champions League final back-to-back years. Lost in the Champions League final last year. Yeah. Um, so one of these teams has to win. We're going to see the jabs finally end. For one of these two sides. And it's going to be a mental toughness battle. And I think that Liverpool have the edge there. And we've seen that coming back against Barcelona. We've seen that in the league fighting till the very end. I think Liverpool are going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to be a 2-1. I want to go on record. Liverpool winning the Champions League 2-1. Tottenham won the UEFA Cup in 1972 and 1983. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. But can you? So can you? Who, what was your prediction? Two again? one Liverpool. Two one Liverpool. I am gonna go three two Tottenham. Really? Um, is it? Is that because you want to see Tottenham win? It may be. I may be blinded by my anti-Liverpool bias, but genuinely, as I said to you before, I almost feel like Tottenham are just a team of destiny, and I feel like this is the perfect way for Pochettino to go out. Of bringing them it, and I think he deserves it. Not to say that Liverpool and Klopp don't deserve theirs. Um, and again, though, in Liverpool, in Tottenham too, it's literally it's hilarious. You got the Bottlers and Spursy all in one <laughs> thing. Like, like it's it's too. It's almost like could they both find a way to lose this game? Is the real question. Um, but I said I think Tottenham's a team of destiny that they've gotten here. Mm-hmm. I think they were outplayed by both City and Ajax and still managed to get through. Um, so I think this is a, a very interesting final. Clearly, like I said, Liverpool have the superior team. 
Liverpool can turn a game on it. That's the one difference between these two teams is Liverpool could be down 1-0 and then up 2-0 within literally three minutes. They can turn it that quick where I don't think Tottenham has quite that ability. Mm -hmm. But the thing with Tottenham is they can hit you in the mouth pretty quick as we saw them do to City. Son and Lucas, with their speed, can really turn a game. Um, I look forward to seeing how you know how Van Dyke, Allison, if he can come up with some big saves. I, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think there's this game will have a moment, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it's going to be, but it'll be that moment when you know it's one, kind of like Bale's bike last year, where you just know that point the game's over, and it could be in the second minute, it could be in the 80th. There's going to be a moment where everyone just says. You're just going to have one of those moments you know, yeah. and you know that that's the game, and I generally don't know which side is going to happen, but it's going to happen. I have a question for you. Hugo Lloris. Mm-hmm. Does, does, oh he, God, does, does he, he do Hugo? Hugo Lloris them? Well, what does that final? mean, though? Because we saw Hugo Lloris do... He's been a 10 we throughout saw, this entire tournament. The question is, we saw him give Liverpool a game in the league, yep. and then we saw him against City... Win them the game, maybe. Win them the, he was dominant. <laughs> yeah. He, he was truly dominant, did everything right. Mm-hmm. He is he is an interesting goalkeeper. In France, the World Cup final, yeah, he, he had a, he, he had a moment. One. He he's one of those he's just do, he's one of those guys. Sometimes he's just do. Allison's a little bit like that as well, though. Allison has his moments where he just kind of like Takes that's kind of more when he many. just becomes a little nonchalant with his yeah. touches. Um, but I I'm excited for this game. Uh, I just think, like I said, defense and attack, Liverpool are superior, midfield, Tottenham superior. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see where it shakes out. I, I am excited, though, to watch it. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Um, but, Jimmy, I think we've come to the end of our episode. Yes. And so I'd like you to hit them with the plugs. Yes, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. You can email us, mostlysoccershow at gmail.com. We really do appreciate five star reviews or. And you can say whatever you want. You can be mean to us in the five stars. Just please leave those. It really helps us grow the show. Trying to find more people for us to upset with our takes. So that's kind of what we do. (sighs) Good night, Arsenal. Good (laughs) night. Bye-bye.